You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 104. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 104. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello there, my dearest love. Hello, beautiful. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm... I'm so good. You yeah. know I'm always good. You're good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just, I love, I love hanging out with you. I know. All right. And I feel I love hanging out with the pot people. I Even do Even though too. we don't get to like actually speak to them, I feel like I'm Well, and whenever they, they tell me awesome shit on Instagram or, you yeah. know, something like that, I'm like, babe, they love you. <laughs> you know, they really do. And I was, I was, I don't remember what I was talking to you about, but I really feel, I just feel really blessed because I feel like there's a lot of am- amazing things that I've learned and that I want to share with people, but I feel like the dynamic because of you supporting me and being with me on the pod makes my work a lot more magnetic. It's the difference. It's the difference. <laughs> um, but I just think people really value seeing an evolved man. Sure. Sure, and it's nice to give kind of because uh, I'm not a coach. It's nice to give that perspective, right? right? I'm well. I feel like I've created a little coach over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not over the n- years, not necessarily yeah. me, yeah, yeah. but by you being subject to doing the pod for two years, <laughs> it's like an animal. It's true. I know. I can't get away with anything. He's like, or should you? Are you using your tools? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a disempowering belief? You can't say that. Don't say that to yourself. Don't say that to yourself. Don't say that. Like, you'll get it tomorrow. Well, just let yourself feel what you feel. Like, so so that doesn't that doesn't seem like grace and kindness to me, babe. (laughs) All right, we're still with you guys. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. You know how we do. We just kind (laughs) of we kind of drift off. BS. So, uh, welcome to the show, and today I think is actually going to be, you know, really poignant and on, on topic with that conversation we were just having, and it's all about what to do when the people in your life haven't drank the uh-huh. self-help Kool-Aid, mm. when they don't get personal development, and um, this can, I, I see this all the time with clients who hire me or people who come into my classes, and they're like... Oh my gosh, I get, you know, especially because if we're on Facebook, a lot of times I'll do classes on Facebook where that's how we converse is in private groups. Yeah. And, you know, people will say like, I can't have my husband or my spouse know that I'm in this group. On Are you sure that it's safe and secure and nobody can see? Because you know how Facebook is like, look who liked this. Yeah. And look who's yeah, a yeah. part of this shit. Stalkerazzi. Yeah. And so I have to maintain that anonymity for sure. my, my people, but. It's a very real issue of like what happens when you start to uncover all these things and start learning how to establish boundaries. Start growing. Yeah. yeah, you start growing. And I remember going, even going through a place like that with you and I was like learning all this stuff at coach school and doing all this awesome stuff. And you were like, I feel like you're growing too fast for me. Please don't outgrow me. You know? <laughs> Why do you think I'm getting coachy? 
I had to, I had to, I'm on your coattails. You had to, you had to step it up. But no, I think that also speaks to just our communication. Yeah. You know, and, and you not allowing insecurities to get in the way of conversing with me. So. Well, thank you, babe. Um, but before we get really too deep, you know, we've got to lighten it up with a little bit of a. Would you rather? Oh yeah. Got to lighten it up. This one's a little light too, but I think it'll uh, resonate. All right. Would you rather be able to eat anything and any quantity of food with no negative health effects? Oh, yeah. That sounds awesome. Or be refreshed and well-rested after only three hours of sleep. So do you want to eat your face off or do you want to be able to sleep three hours and be uber productive with your day? You know what? That That's a tough one. That's it's a, a tough one. Because... I, l- I love the idea of less sleep, but I love the idea even more of getting some french fries and I'm a sucker <laughs> for ice cream. like well, And whiskey. I mean, there's no surprise that I here, like whiskey. Here's my thing on this. I think if you get three hours of sleep and you are productive in those hours that you're up, you could probably eat whatever you want. No, that's just you making a rationalization. You think so? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't think so. Like, I'm that way now. Like, I noticed when I had my arm was broken, like, I couldn't eat that. You know, I couldn't eat food because I would go directly to my weight. Yeah. But now I can eat a little bit more. Like, my metabolism picks up because I'm working. I know. Son of a bitch, man. Right? Like, we'll talk about, like, fitness or weight loss. He's like, yeah, I've lost 20 pounds. I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) Just, he thinks about it. Don't be jealous. Jealous. He just (laughs) thinks about it and it changes. That's isn't that what you teach? That's what. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> what a bitch! Back to the topic. Oh, um, but yeah, I would. I think most women would probably pick. Yeah, I would be, be able, able to eat, eat, the eat whatever the fuck chocolate. I want. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off me! I'm starving. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Lay off me! I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off me, I'm starving. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, that's definitely what I would pick. You would pick the food. I would pick the sleep. You. I would love to be more productive. I would love to. Okay, so but here's the thing that I think of is I could I could still be really productive if I had eight hours of sleep. Granted, I have to sleep more, but I'm You're going to be eating more too, though, because it's not going to affect But it's not going to affect me. Right. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, you'll be spending more of your time eating. <laughs> no. No, you don't think so? I'll be eating. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just confuse you? <laughs> no, you're trying to get me to see it your way. And I just no, don't. no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I just feel like I have to be so vigilant about how often I put uh, negative things in my system. Yeah. That I would love that freedom of not even thinking, not point. even being on my radar. That's you know, a good point. and if I had to sleep eight hours in order to be productive, great. But especially if especially people have food allergies and stuff like that, it'd be nice to right? have that. Yeah. And if it if it didn't affect my skin, if it didn't affect my liver. Fucking gluten. <laughs> Goddamn gluten. Poor gluten. <laughs> Goddamn dairy and gluten. All right. Let's get to some meat. All right. Let's so let's talk about what to do when the people in your life just don't get personal development. Mm. So we had a listener. 
We had a listener write in, and she was in this kind of what we've been talking about, like where she really was growing and developing. She was getting involved in, um, you know, some classes of mine and things like that, and and was really starting to notice the that real polarizing, stark contrast between where she was at and learning how to actually speak up for herself and start establishing boundaries, and then all these people started falling off the wayside. Mm-hmm. So she was saying, like, where do you what do you do with that? Because it can be actually very isolating. Uh, we talk about that actually in coach training when I got when I went through my coach education. How you know we were in this little bubble for these various different weekends, and then we would go back to our real life, and they yeah. kind of had to talk about re like immersion yeah. and going to back to the real world. Yeah, it's like people in reality shows and like getting voted off the island. Like, like what happens when you're not wild. In, right? What happens when you're not in paradise anymore? Yeah. Um, and what does that look like in your real relationships? And so she was saying, you know, I I feel as though I'm learning how to establish all these boundaries, but how do I go about attracting those sorts of friendships now? People who are evolved and growing. How do I start attracting those into my life? So I think there's kind of twofold, and that's what I really want to discuss today is how do you deal with those people in your life who are kind of, they don't get it, they're not on board necessarily, or they think you've become this total hippie or crazy person. Right. And how do you start attracting to people into your life who support that? Like it's kind of two parts. Yeah. How do you keep that from being self-righteous? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I was talking to, to you about this when I was telling you what the podcasts were about. And I really feel like because we're dealing with spirit, right? You're dealing with your spiritual evolution. Yeah. Um, it is like you have found a new religion. You Well, you become a different person. You become a different person. Yeah. You operate under a different set of values and ethics. Uh, you have a, almost a different stance on right and wrong, yeah. what you will and won't tolerate. That's much like a religion. Um, fortunately, for personal development, it's all based off of your own intuition and what feels right to you. So there's a lot more expanse. There's a lot more freedom. But... Uh, it can still be very polarizing because people are like, where's Amy? Yeah. What happened to that fun-loving person? Or whatever they categorize you as. Sure. Um, Especially if you start establishing boundaries with people who didn't expect that to happen ever. Um, That's a good point. So the first thing that I really want to throw out there, and this is the same, you know, the same in like a lot of religious... (laughs) It's funny to even draw that parallel to religion because I have fought so hard in my life to break free from religious dogma. So being <laughs> being that that is the case, I still want to have the most inclusive, open-minded perspective about this stuff, um, the most empowering perspective, and, and really have that multiple right answer concept, which is really important to me, right? So the first thing that I would highly advocate if you find yourself in this situation is to really exercise compassion for the people in your life who who maybe are making you wrong or who don't like that you're establishing boundaries, don't like um, the more vocal you or whatever, whatever it is. Most of those people are just doing the best that they can 
you know they're uncomfortable most people they're dealing with their own insecurities and their own uh issues that have uh left imprints on their life based off off of their own experience or childhood or experiences with you know quote new age shit or religion or whatever else they make you wrong for yeah they're dealing with their own shit you know they're doing they are doing the best that they can with it for sure so it in the same way that there was a a time when you really believed those voices in your head and you really believed that you weren't worthy and you really believed that your voice wasn't valuable or viable so are they you know they're bought into their specific belief structure no matter what it is so you're saying understand where they're at just as much as you're trying to understand where you are i'm just saying have compassion for everyone's journey have compassion for everyone's plight and at the same time still take a stand for yourself yeah so what were you gonna say well i was gonna say what if it's the other way around what if they're not accepting of the new adaptations of you well and that's it that can very very well be the reality and um i definitely would advocate listening to our podcast episode 72 was about establishing boundaries like how do you actually go about establishing boundaries with people um because i think that no matter what no matter what you believe in if somebody is um is coming at you and making you wrong for something that you really hold dear. Like I'll, I'll even give um, kind of a devil's advocate example. My uh, my mother and much of my extended family are born again Christians, and very extremely extremely conservative, which yes. I yes, don't, which I don't uh, understand or agree with. Right. However, I have compassion for them because they are so convicted and they believe it with every ounce in their being so who am i to say fuck you you're wrong and cast judgment and be mean and rude that's not my job my job is to honor amy and to honor the choices and the the things that are right for me and to handle myself with grace and kindness like i've always said it doesn't mean that there's certain viewpoints that don't piss me off or upset me because i have my own you know, level of what I think is right or wrong. But it doesn't mean that I can't be compassionate for somebody else's plight. And where where that, that then uh, creates boundaries for me, though. Because there has been times where, you know, my mom makes me wrong for certain things, you know, for having buddhas in my home or not or being even being offended by some of the things that she's involved in she wants to make me wrong for being offended and i'm like sorry you know so it it takes the form of boundaries it takes the form of speaking up for myself but it doesn't mean i can't be compassionate two things can exist like you can hate your job and be thankful that you have one like Two right. things can exist that are polarizing at the same time. Right. I can have compassion for her and still stand up for myself and create a boundary. Yeah. You look like you were going to con- say something. No, no. I was um, like, well, what well, about this? I'm just thinking like, how does that tie back to the topic? Well, I think for me, what it comes down to is for me, respect is the new criterion. Okay. So I, I fully believe 
that all differences of beliefs and opinions become extraneous if respect is the baseline. Respect brings kindness to our polarizing differences. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you could say that in politics and religion and anything. Imagine how much more productive we would be if instead of being acrimonious in politics and biting and acerbic and casting blame and judgment and saying you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, if we actually just respected that we had different viewpoints and where does that leave us on decision making? That's a totally different thing. We don't do that though. So we're, you're saying that we should be doing that in our personal lives when we're in our personal development mode. Right. right? Well, you know, and what this what this uh, listener was submitting was uh, she was saying, like, I'm realizing that there, I'm losing a lot of friends because of the boundaries I'm establishing. Yeah, well, that's kind of a good thing. It is a good thing. You know? And it's also very enlightening. Like, you, you like me when I'm a yes man or... As I like to say, the totally girl. Like, yeah. Are you available <laughs> totally for this? Totally, girl. totally, totally. I'll totally do that. Right. Um, so for me, respect is the new criterion. So if I don't care if we're related, I don't care if we've been friends for 20 years, if you do not respect me and the process that I'm going through and the fact that I'm being totally sweet and kind and it just expressing where I'm at if there's no respect as that baseline I'm out yeah like I don't deserve that I do not deserve to be in relationships that tell me that I'm not allowed that expanse right I I don't think it's quite as cut and dry I think it takes a little bit more time to really see that you know there's an evolution to all of that so I don't want people to be like oh I gotta cut this off like there's an evolution to um, to how relationships dwindle or build. Yeah. Right. Um. Oh, where was I going with that? That that's a great point, though, and that's actually something that I wanted to say is, if it's a relationship that you highly value, like let's say it's your best friend or something like that, and you're learning all these new things about, they should be along for the ride, then. Right. Yeah. That's it. Oh my gosh! I actually wrote, <laughs> "Bring them with you." <laughs> but no, it's a it's a it's an, a concept of sharing what you're learning in a way that they can relate. Yeah. So like for instance, if they're super upset with their job or they're having a a difficult issue talking to their children about something or their parents or whatever, what if you were to say, you know what, I've been listening to this podcast or I've been following this life coach or I took this personal development class or I read this book. Oh, personal development. Here we go. Right. Right. And they're like, I know, I know. I roll, right? Yeah. You empathize. You you go, hey, I've been there. Right. But here's the, what I've noticed is, you know how you always have that little voice that's like, oh, they're not going to think you're special. They don't think you're competent enough to do that project at work. You're not fat. You're not skinny enough. You're not this enough. You're not whatever. Yeah. Well, I've really, I learned this this tool on, on the blah, 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 blah. And I've noticed I'm way less, like, invested in what my boss thinks of me. Or I've been able to communicate with Joe Schmo much better. Or you actually ex- explain your experience and what you've actually been learning if that particular party is willing to listen. Yes. You know, yes, I'm yes. always talking about... Because it's kind of yeah. like uh, having somebody say, oh, Jesus Christ is my personal savior. I'd love to tell you more about it. Right. Right? Like, people cringe sometimes when you, they hear that. Or they're completely on board. They're like, yeah, who is this guy? Let me hear more. Right? Right. right. So 
you have to know your audience in that in that regard, right? So I think that's a really good point right. in helping um, helping it be not self righteous. Our dog is going crazy right now. <laughs> You're making mom and dad look very unprofessional, baby girl. God, we're a class act here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, although I would say saying like, hey, I've been learning this thing from this podcast is it, I think a little more palatable than let me tell you about Jesus Christ and your Lord and Savior. Like, Well, I'm just saying it can be that acerbic for people, right? If you start, oh, God, personal growth, here we go, right? It can be that acerbic. So, you know, being able to uh, communicate in a way that is not that way or knowing what your audience is. Well, even just turning it back on that person and be like, so at, tell me about that. Like what made, and that's such a, such a coach thing yeah. to do, but like <laughs> what made you turn off to that? Right. And that's the whole concept of curiosity. That's one of the biggest that's cool. tools in coaching because mm-hmm. it allows you to step outside of any sort of preconceived notion or judgment and say, what's that person experiencing? Right. So if you can use that in your relationships, it's so helpful. Like, so tell me why why does that have a bad taste in your mouth? Right. Like what? Oh, I went to this conference and that was just full of shit. Like they just it's a cult. They just had everybody following them. And the, so the message just totally didn't resonate with you. Right. You know. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, you know, being able to have a conversation with the people in your life that aren't on that path. Right. Right. That's the topic, right? Well, and the other piece of that and this was another thing in my notes that I wrote is if they are able to hear you. Yeah. There's people in yeah. your lives who are committed to not allowing anything in. That's their defense. And that's where that compassion comes in. Like, they're protecting themselves. They're not here yet. They're not where I'm at. That has nothing to do with me. Right. It's about me, hand, you know, taking care of Amy. Gotcha. It's not about deciding why somebody else is wrong. It's about doing what you need to do to take care of you. Uh-huh. That's really what it's about. Um, when I learned that, it was mind blowing for me because I felt like I had to make everyone see my side or understand me or see where I was coming from or give it merit. And I realized like, that's not what I have to worry about. I just have to take care of Amy. Yeah. If a situation feels negative, if somebody's being rude to me, I need to politely decline and remove myself from, I need to take care of Amy, not decide why you're wrong and like go off on someone. Yes. Yes, you know, absolutely. That was a That's totally different piece. motivation, you know. Yeah. Um, so one piece is to be able to actually include them and share them, share with them what you're learning. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to talk about uh, ways that it's impacted you for the better. You know, like I've noticed, like I'm much less likely to, you know tell myself how fat I am when I look in the mirror mm-hmm. or nitpick all of my lines or wrinkles or my gray hairs or my cellulite or, you know, my baldness or whatever you might pick apart because of this concept that was introduced to you. You know, if they can understand the validity of it in some way, in a real world application that they might be able to relate to, they might be a little more open to it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I always say, blame it on me. Like, turn it over. <laughs> like, I've been listening to this podcast. I've been following this girl. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Blame Amy. Yeah, just blame the joy junkie. Um, so uh, really looking again at respect being the new criterion for the people in your life. And as you know, establishing boundaries, handling yourself with kindness and grace, 
But then what do you do if you are looking at that situation and you're kind of coming up empty when it comes to kindred spirits or like-minded people yeah. in your world? That can be very isolating um, and very alienating. Like nobody gets me. Everyone in my life is operating in the dark. So there's one place, like you mentioned, to not become elitist. And that's an easy easy thing to, to do, to start going like, I've got it figured out, and you don't know how to say no, and yeah. you don't know how to deal with self-talk, and yeah. you don't know how to establish boundaries. Exactly. That's also part of the test, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> is to still exercise compassion and curiosity for other people's plight yep. Yep. at Absolutely. the same time honoring what you need. Honoring your own. So finding like-minded people like-minded self-helpy people, people who want to genuinely better themselves. Um, The first thing that I highly advocate, and I don't really know the science behind why this works. I don't know if it's a crystallization. I don't know what. But declare it out loud. Say, I intend to draw to myself like-minded people or people who are whatever it is to you who are also very passionate about personal development or who really love to grow, whatever, however you would word it. Yeah. Write it and write it down. I intend to attract to myself, you know, whatever these, however you would describe it. I usually call it my soul tribe, people who I I resonate with. If I might just add something, I read a book called um, The 12 Powers. uh, Oh, I forget the name of it. The power system, something like that, but it, it doesn't matter. He was talking about affirmations. He's like asking questions oh, yeah, yeah, instead of making statements. So if you're like uh, having trouble with your diet, yeah, you can say, "Ah, oh, you know, I eat healthy." That's an affirmation, right? Right. But an affirmation would be, "Why is it so easy for me to eat well?" Right. If you ask yourself a question, your mind automatically goes to, "Yeah, why do I eat healthy?" Like you want to answer it. Oh, because... Innately, we want to answer. Right. Your your mind automatically starts computing the answer, right? But if you do something that's affirmative, affirmation, it doesn't always click. Your mind doesn't go, believe it. Right. Right? But if you ask a question, it's much more likely to find an answer that it likes. Right. Right? So... so it, will ser- it will actively search for it. Actively search. To support it. Exactly. Anyway, side note. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And, you know, even on this whole concept of writing things down, you did this uh, this year. And I thought you might want to elaborate on um, attracting. You said you wanted to attract. Affluent friend. An affluent friend. Mm -hmm. And I did, but not in the way that I thought. Okay. I was looking to get people in my life that made more money than me. Because I was finding that I'm hanging out with people that don't make as much as me because I'm insecure about money. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we've been doing a lot of money work, basically. So I'm hanging out with, I want to hang out with somebody that's affluent. And I was thinking money, but I found somebody that's more affluent in their connections and in their motivation and, you know, a totally different way. So it was really interesting. But the, writing it down, Really made that difference. I was like, oh my God. And it, it, it right happened. There. And I've been teasing him, like you and your bromance right now. Like your <laughs> bromance is out of control. Exactly. 
But that's so interesting that you you say that because <laughs> there was a funny Facebook quote or meme or something that was floating around that said, I always knew I wanted to be someone. Now I realize I should have been more specific. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So it's like, yeah, you already are someone. So yeah. affluent can mean a lot of things. Like, Get really specific get about specific. what you intend to attract. Right. You know, what are these types of people that you want to attract into your life? And I know that this particular person that you've attracted is radically changing your work yeah. and your mindset, what For you're sure. willing to go after, what mm-hmm. you converse about with the another human. The size of thing that I'm right, willing to go after. Right, yeah. right. And just the level of conversation. <clears throat> between the two of you is an elevated level of conversation. That's what we're craving, right? When you start getting involved in this deep work. That's a great tip. Write it down. Speak it out loud. Declare it. Make it so. It was a declaration. It was a declaration. declaration. And you you told me even. And it, that's another added level is if you can speak it into ears that can hear you. Yeah. And can sure. support you. Um, you know, like I oftentimes will tell you or I'll tell Andrea, my best friend, like I need to just give voice to this. And that's another fucking coachy ass Coach term. Them, yeah. um, but it's, it's really like I need to declare this, right? So uh, and the next kind of piece of that is to really take inspired action. And the point behind inspired action is that you're doing something that actually feels good to you. So I found myself in this situation years ago. I think I actually did a podcast on this. I can't, couldn't tell you which one. But I found myself in a situation where all my friendships, I felt like I was this, you know, kind of prophet. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I know that sounds really grandiloquent. But I was the voice of reason. I was the one that everyone turned to for advice. And I didn't, I felt that void. Like, I didn't feel like anyone else could give me sound wisdom. I wasn't surrounded by people who were more evolved than me or smarter than me. And I was really, really craving that. And uh, I was also seeing that a lot of my friendships were getting involved in shit I didn't want to be a part of, like Coke and drug use and things like that. And uh, the latest handbag. And as much as I like fashion, I don't give a shit about labels and that sort of thing. So there was just things that I'm like, I need something different. So I declared it. And then I decided to take some inspired action behind it. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll attract a bunch of people at the gym that I go to. They're very like-minded. So at the time I was going to a gym, I was a part of a big kind of like fitness community, and I thought maybe I'll attract some some good friendships there. That didn't really yield any results. Um, we had had some new neighbors move in. I thought, oh, maybe that will be it. The point was not that I could see the how, but that I was willing to actually take action and do things that sounded good. For instance, if I was like, you know what I could do to find some good friends? I could do like a quilting circle. (laughs) Does that Blank stare. Blank stare. Does that feel like fun? No, that feels like I want to like... Some people love it, but yeah, it's not not you. That's the point is if it is like a hell yes for you and it inspires you and you're like, yeah, that sounds like a blast, go do it. Knock yourself out. You have to do something that feels like a yes to you. Sure. Don't be like, well, maybe I'll just join Match.com and that feels like, don't do it. No. If it feels more exciting to go to a meetup group with other personal development people or uh, a running club. Well, you know, just like you've said before, like it's not the how. It's not the how. Right? So 
just putting down that I, I wanted an affluent friend, I had no idea where that was going to come from. Right. Right. And I didn't really even like seek it by joining a quilting class or, you know, joining a running club. <laughs> I didn't. Can you imagine me quilting? <laughs> that I just got a visual. Yeah. Right. right? Um, so I didn't even like do any action that way. I just had it mentally in my head that I w- it was going to happen. Right. But here's the thing you weren't doing. You weren't hiding out doing nothing. You yeah. were still involved still in communities that were resonant with you. Sure. Um, and you weren't tolerating a bunch of relationships that suck. Like spending... Exactly. A, you know, and that will steal your bandwidth. Yep. Your bandwidth. I love it. You know? I mean, it really does. Because then you... You're, you're just spending your time thinking about how all these people do not work with you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, So I really think, I mean, this is, again, my own personal belief, but I feel like when you start to take inspired action or you start doing things that are actually in alignment with what you want, mm-hmm. uh, like you met this guy because he happened to be a student of yours in class. You teaching is very much in alignment with what you want. It's the type of people you want to be surrounded with. You're not in a job that you fucking hate and can't stand the society. Right. So there's a piece of your action that's supportive of that. It's not like you're like, well, let me go, you know, join this, like, for instance, quilting club when that makes you want to kill yourself, hoping (laughs) that you're going to find this, you know, this particular friend. Yeah. Yeah, I see that completely. It's an energetic thing, Mm -hmm. right? We can measure that scientifically. You have to be doing something that feels right to you. It's the same thing with, like, attracting a a spouse. If you're like, well, maybe I'll meet them at this bar. Well, maybe I'll meet them at this function. Well, maybe I'll... And it's all these things that you don't really want to do. You're attached to the how, and you're trying to force it. Yeah. And so it will not crystallize. It will not materialize. One of the easiest things that you can do like today, right now, is to find like-minded groups on the internet. Yeah. Facebook is a great place for this. I can't tell you how many part groups I'm a part of, like a speaking organization or um, I'm a part of like tons of entrepreneurial ones or, you know, I have like a little coaching mafia that I'm a part of and it's people who are doing the work that I'm doing in the world and yeah. we're able to communicate and connect and then lo and behold I just met one who's in LA who's super close to me that we're going to connect with you know so cool so it's not about the how it's about doing the things that actually inspire you so start start with something easy peasy like a Facebook group or a meetup group yeah. meetup.com is great just do something that interests you yeah. get around people who enjoy the same things as you you can at least have that in common for sure and then another piece that I think we overlook all the time is that a lot of times there are people in our lives who may actually be able to support this or converse on this level that we haven't even given them the chance to or we haven't even That's a good point. opened up that conversation. So scan your life quickly and look at are there friendships that maybe have been always surface level, but if we got together for lunch, we might have some deep ass conversation now I, that I am at where I'm at. I had one like that and we would always just go drink. Like that was our thing. We were like, go to a bar, throw darts. That was our thing. We went on a fishing trip, totally changed our dynamic. Hmm. 
Yeah. And you started conversing about deeper shit. Yeah. We, we had time to talk about things and we weren't drinking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Because I think sometimes we just shut off. We're like, ah, everyone in my life currently sucks. And instead, and we, of, yeah, <laughs> instead of saying or instead of or like, oh, they're not coming with me. Like, you know, meet them halfway. Right. Right. Have you really spoken up about what you're learning? Or, yeah. you know, it's one thing to be brutally rebuffed. Like to share what you're learning and someone closes you off and shuts you out. Yeah, sure. that's viable. You know, then it's like, okay, let go of that person maybe. But I would be willing to bet that there's a ton of people in your life who you haven't even broached the conversation of personal development. Yeah. Or even shared like, hey, check out what I'm learning about negative self-talk or exactly. speaking my truth or boundaries or whatever it is that you're learning. So scan your life real quick. Is there somebody maybe that you work with or somebody you went to high school with or college or that you're like, you know what, I bet they would love this type of conversation and meet up for lunch or something. Right. So Perfect. there's a couple of ideas on finding like-minded people. Um, anything else that you wanted to share just about evolution of growth? and? No, I think we've covered most of everything I've thought of. All right. For sure. Thank cool. you for asking. Yeah. So I think that's about it for you for today. So just, again, keeping that compassion in mind, really using respect as your criterion, um, standing behind the boundaries you need to do, you need to establish with kindness and grace, and then really actively communicate and have a declaration about what you intend to attract in your life. And then do things that support that, that actually yeah. light you up. Even if it's as simple as talking to somebody on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, you never know who's near you. Never know. So I think that's it for today, and I hope everybody has an amazing week. We'll see you around these parts next week. If you haven't gotten your free workbook from me, I have an awesome workbook. It's a totally free. You go to thejoyjunkie.com. You just ask for it. And uh, if you want a, like a quick fast track, it's thejoyjunkie.com slash free. And you can get a workbook on nine different strategies, actual tools that you can implement to help you stand up for yourself without being a dick. Because... Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We'll see you around. Track. It's thejoyjunkie.com slash free. And you can get a workbook on nine different strategies, actual tools that you can implement to help you stand up for yourself without being a dick. Because don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We'll see you around. Track. It's thejoyjunkie.com slash free. And you can get a workbook on nine different strategies, actual tools that you can implement to help you stand up for yourself without being a dick. Because don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We'll see you around next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out.